Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, Sports City? Yeah. Woo! Let's go! Y'all need to sit back, listen, enjoy the ride. Sip something, light it up, enjoy the ride. Cause the Sports City chefs is on the night. In the kitchen, cooking up, they on the ride. Sports City, Sports City chefs. If it was worth it, it's not worth it. Villain, villain in the house. Mr. Malik's uncle, uncle villain is in the house. What's going on, Sirius? What's going on, they call me, man. Uh, I hope you and your family's getting settled in for the holidays, man. It's going to be a fun time to sit back and just uh, reminisce about the year that was. Be thankful for uh, all our blessings that we got and look ahead to hopefully a promise in 2022. But before we get there, man, we got 24 to 48 hours before we get there for some. I definitely wanted to talk to you about some news and notes. Obviously, I introed with it. The New York football giants found a fall guy in Jason Garrett and relieved him of his duties today. Uh, You being the resident New York Giants fan, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on what transpired in uh, New York this afternoon with the Giants leaving Jason Garrett? He should have never been hired. Um, it's It's been a problem ever since um, he came in. The offense has been at the bottom of the league for um, a year and a half. Um, I think, you know, 30th, 30th in points, um, what, points scored, um, yards per game, and touchdowns. Uh, the red zone offense is awful. Um, you know they had problems last year when uh, with the offensive um, the offensive uh, line coach, um, you know Colombo, and eventually they moved on for him and kept Garrett. But I mean, it's really been a it's been an awful combination in in New York. Um, getting the Dallas Cowboy cast off, who had all the talent in the world, but couldn't figure out how to win with that team, and the Giants, you know, jumped right up and, and brought him in. I thought it wasn't a bad idea because he had experience as a head coach and could help Joe Judge. But, I mean, as bad as the offense was, I mean, you just can't – there's nothing you could do with him. Um, it, it was time to move on, inject some life into this team. you got seven games left in the season – to try and save your job if you're Joe Judge and, and Gettleman and company. Um, you know, they're, they're mathematically still in the playoff picture as bad as they are. Two games out, 
uh, the wild card spot with the extra game and the extra uh, playoff spot, right, Sirius? So, um, you know, it's time to start winning some games. Um, you know, but, yeah, listen, the offense is awful. Um, it's not all Garrett's fault. The offensive line has been a joke. They can't build an offensive line. The interior stinks. Um, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But, um, yeah, the, the offense is, is pretty bad. So I got into a very heated discussion with a fellow Giants fan um, on another social media platform. And I honestly believe that Jason Garrett was the fall guy here. Um, Because in my opinion, the person that should have been fired was Joe Judge. But Joe Judge isn't going to fire himself. Okay. And and, and, and here's why I think that. For, for, For me, you know, Jason Garrett, for all of his faults and everything that he has, he was really working with a short deck. It's not his fault yeah, the sure. offensive line can't block and do what he needs to do. It, it wasn't his fault Saquon's been hurt all year. The, the, the organization spent a hell of a lot of money and brought in um, Kenny Galladay, and he hasn't had 25 snaps in this whole campaign, Sterling Shepard's been hurt. Um, he cannot take the fall for how Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, Daniel Jones, seems to play. I mean, we sat there and watched this game yesterday. Those interceptions were outrageous. Like, if, 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 if I'm coaching a peewee football team and my eight-year-old quarterback made that mistake, he'd be sitting on the sideline with me drinking a, a, a pineapple juice thinking about that, but yet Jason Garrett is, is the guy that dies on the sword because the team is not is not orchestrated correctly and the team is not helping each other out. I just honestly believe that for all his faults that he's had, and again, my man said the Dallas Cowboys and whatever the case they be, he's being punished, in my opinion, at the New York Giants job for his transgressions as a head coach in Dallas, I don't think that's necessarily fair. I disagree because from the standpoint, um, the fall guy makes it sound like he's the only one that's going to get fired. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case. Gettleman will be out. I think um, Joe judge is, is teetering. Um, I, unfortunately, Patrick Graham might be out as well, even though I think he's a pretty good defensive coach. Um, it, that that's why I, I disagree with he's the fall guy, and I agree with you. But you look, you got to look at it both ways. You did bring in all this offensive firepower and Galladay and company, and drafted Tony, and you still can't score. It's the same problem from last year when you had no talent. Now you have talent, and there's no creativity in the offense. There's no way. It took you three weeks to figure out that Kadarius Tony needs to get involved in the offense and needs to get the football. Offensive coach needs three weeks into the season to figure that out. It, that's not a problem with the offensive line. That's a problem with the play calling. It, they're trying to run the offense through Saquon Barkley like they did in Dallas, reinvent the wheel of what they did in Dallas to run the offense through uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. It's not working. We don't believe you. You need more people. It's not that he's a fall guy, but he's part of the problem. And the, the whole regime needs to go. I'm, all, I'm at the point where, you know what, Rant, not, um, that Joe Judge, Graham, Gettleman, in company, everybody needs to go. And the, and, because the Giants do have talent. They just don't have the, pers- they don't have the, the coaches to put them in the right place. You had a bye week to go in against Tampa Bay, who's been struggling the last two weeks, and you did nothing offensively, nothing. That's disgraceful. It, it, that's, a, that's the problem. That's the problem, Sirius. But let me ask you this question, just playing devil's advocate, so to speak. Okay, so okay. should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers honestly be the measuring stick for what took place? Keep in mind, you played them in their venue. They're a very difficult mm-hmm. team to move the ball against in their venue. You just get Saquon back. You know, that, again, that offensive line was getting beat like they stole something. Like, and that's without Vita Vea in, in, in the lineup. So, I mean, I exactly. get it. You know, 
I, I, I kind of get it to a certain extent that, hey, you know what, something needs to change. He waited too long to, to you know, introduce Kadarius Tony in a, in a more uh, prominent role, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you spend the amount of money, you spend the amount of money on on Galladay that you spent, you have a, a, a guy in Saquon Barkley that you go into the season expecting that he'll be able to produce for you. Uh, neither one to produce for you. You still have Evan Ingram on the lineup who is, 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 is a walking injury guy. And so at the end of the day, again, the situation was not constructed, you know, as it should, but I honestly feel as though he was the fall guy, and again, I'm sure. Again, as, as you so eloquently put, and my my other friend put, I'm sure he's not the last person to lose his job there. But as as, as far as Jason Garrett's concerned, you can only work with what he's given. Yeah, but I mean, I understand what you're saying that you know, it was the the Bucks. You're not expected to beat them, but guess what? Your division rival just went in and beat them. Handily, it wasn't even close that game last week. And, and you're telling me that you – with, with, with Tyler Heineke, you have more talent on offense than building. the Washington football team. But in they, their building, do, so what? They, this is a team – you know what? At any, they do at home. I'm watching, I'm, watching the, I'm watching the Houston Texans put up points against a really good Tennessee Titans team, right? I'm watching the Buffalo Bills get shellacked. At home. I mean, what are we talking about here? It, it, yeah, it's the, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, but they, like I said, they've been struggling. Teams have had teams this year that, you know, there's been upsets. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that, that, you know what? Every team can be beat in this league. If you, if they had game planned, if they had got up for this game, they had a chance. They didn't do it. It's a, it's a pitiful performance. On, on a Monday night stage where everybody was watching, I get what you're saying that, you know, the, there is deficiencies on the offense that, you know, Garrett shouldn't be the fall guy. And I said that in my finger foods that I posted today. I don't think he could hang it all on Garrett. But guess what? He's had a year and a half this offense, and he and this offense is awful. It, and, they, and they got talent in there. They, got, they drafted guys. They brought in – they paid a lot of money for Kadarius Tony. It's, it's, it's make or break for Daniel Jones. I don't, I don't know. I saw a great point, and then I'm going to get off this because I don't want to talk about this team anymore. And we got to call in Q. We got to bring him in as well. But you got quarterbacks, young quarterbacks that you see in the league that you know are, are, are legit, right? You got, you, got, um, you got like Herbert. You got, um, we'll say – Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who's gotten tri- contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got guys that you know are boo boo that you can't do anything with, right? And then you got these guys in the gray area, like Baker Mayfield, and then you got D- Daniel Jones. You don't know what you got from them, and it's hard to evaluate Daniel Jones because, you, like you said, the offense wasn't built great the first two years. Now you got offensive weapons, but then the offensive line has never given them chance to, to thrive in the offense. So now you're you're talking about in a fourth and fifth year where you need to make a decision, and you don't know what you got in this guy, and, and it's like you you kind of stuck. You know what I mean? You're stuck. It's it's awful, serious. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I kind of feel you to a certain extent. You know, to, to be honest with you, I mean. It, 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 it's a very awkward situation to be in, at, you know, as a Giants fan. I'm sure that me as a Stella fan, I'll, I'll be there one day, you know, when Big Ben finally decides to hang him up. Um, the mm-hmm. calling number is 929-477-2759. you got the next 45 minutes to change with the chefs here. Um, go ahead and get to that next caller, Barry. Yeah, so calling in from the 615, it's our homie, uh, one of our chefs, uh, Mr. Harvey, Michael Harvey. Mike, what's going on, brother? <laughs> what's going on, everybody? You know, I'm listening to this comment about the, the Giants, and I was thinking about this today, and then I saw who the interim coordinator is going to be. And are you really going to be better with uh, Freddie Kitchens calling plays than Jason Garrett? I mean, to me, it's almost like we play out the string, we see what happens at the end of the year, and then we figure out what's going to happen. Because 
I'm not sure that Freddie Kitchens is any better than Jason Garrett when it comes to that. But, listen, my team looked awful on Sunday, so I don't have a whole lot to say on that, but I'm just uh, happy to be popping up with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into to, to this too much because it, it's driving me crazy. Um, I'm tired of talking about the Giants. Um, I have to, I have egg on my face, serious. I picked them handily to win on the, the Sunday brunch on, on uh, Wednesdays. I know it was on Sundays, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, hosted by TP Timeless and Mike Harvey. Um, and I, I have egg on my face. But, you know, listen, Kitchens, he, he took over in Cleveland when uh, Hugh Jackson got fired, you know, guided them, helped guide them to a 5-3 and three record. Um, maybe he could do that here. But um, at the end of the day, you're not going to bring in somebody to install a new offense in a week. So um, he's, he's there. He's ready. He, he, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, Freddie Kitchens is, is, is a guy who, again, I'm shaking my head on, but, again, I kind of get it. you got seven, you know, so weeks left to go in the regular season. I mean, you are not mathematically eliminated from postseason at, at this precise juncture, and you do have some division games coming up um, that definitely are, are definitely winnable. The next thing I wanted to get to before we start to popcorn in these games um, – Adrian Peterson was released from the Tennessee Titans. They signed him a couple hours after uh, Derrick Henry went out. And, you know, he's lasted three games. And in my opinion, honestly, looked apart and did well. But ironically, he was released. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on Adrian Peterson uh, getting released um, after three games with the Tennessee Titans? Uh, Michael, go to you first. I didn't even think they have enough with Foreman and the Nichols. And they, uh, with those guys helping bridge that gap, and they've kind of, they, you know, they've kind of uh, survived a little bit. And, I mean, obviously they need Kenny Hill to play a little bit. <laughs> I told you guys on Sunday morning this game was happening. I didn't think it was going to happen this week, but I told you he would do for one of those games. But mm-hmm. I, I think they, uh, I think they feel like they got enough, and and Foreman is a bigger back, and McNichols is kind of the speed back that they. They can bridge that gap, and they don't need Peterson on their roster. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand that, but you know, for, for me, I, I thought if anybody fits the Tennessee Titans system, it would be Adrian Peterson. Um, and to see him waived after three games, you know, he was in there productive, scored a couple touchdowns for him, um, was kind of the physical specimen that Derrick Henry was. Um, I thought it. I mean, I'm more shocked by this move this week than I was by the Baltimore Ravens getting rid of Le'Veon Bell last week. But, Villain, on to you, man. What were your thoughts uh, when Adrian Peterson was subsequently released today after playing with the Tennessee Titans for three games? Um, I I wasn't really surprised because I did note um, in my article for waiver wire pickups that Freeman was a better pickup, that he looked a, a little bit more explosive. Uh, down there, so I'm not surprised by that. But um, you know, listen, he's kind of bounced around the latter half of his career. He didn't look too terrible, but I think Freeman just had a little bit more bounce. Um, first by the Hall of Famer. Um, I don't think he'll get picked up by another team. I think this is it. Um, but uh, you know, I think he's top six or top five in uh, rushing all time. Um, you know, really one of our gener- one of his generation's greatest backs. Um, you know, really, really uh, great career. What a seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, offensive player of the year, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, all that stuff. So he he's really he he's really a great running back. And you know, uh, he if if this is it, he had a great career. You know, I, I, I'm glad you touched on that. You know, looking at Adrian Peterson, man, one of the guys who I became a fan of uh, early on in his career, and uh, this is a guy who has overcome adversity. Um, we all under, well, we all remember the injury that he sustained and came back and ran for two and some change and uh, the, the off-the-field issue with him spanking his son and him you know, having to battle that and everything. So for him to still be in this league and to still fight back and uh, to keep getting calls, you know, he turned down um, dancing with the stars and some other opportunities because he just knew that his phone would ring. 
Um, and while I'm talking to you, by the way, Zilla, and this is a ball game in, in New York. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to get off of Adrian Peterson real quick and talk about one more thing before we start talking about these games um, that, that happened. Once again, the call the number is 929-477-2759. Get with Sports City Chefs on a Tuesday night NFL wrap-up show. Um, one of the biggest un- – I don't say one of the biggest – kept secrets because it's not really secret, um, is the situation in Chicago. It, it was reported yesterday uh, that through this Thanksgiving Day game, Matt Nagy will be relieved of his duties um, as a Chicago Bears head coach. He has came out and said that he hasn't heard from management um, about his job status and that he just focused on uh, Thursday night beating the Detroit Lions. Um uh, Barry, I'm going to double back to you first. Um, do you honestly believe that after this game on, on Thursday he will be fired, or do you think he uh, lasts through the end of the year and then fired? After that, you know, looking at your crystal ball, what is your feeling on how the Chicago Bears handled this Matt Nagy situation? Um, I I'm kind of find it odd that the, the report came out, um, you know, that he would be fired after the, the Detroit game. Um, so I, it's it's kind of good because it, it will have something to watch for that game. Um, not much to watch other than you know waiting for my turkey to get done. Um, shout out to TP. Um, but honestly, um, I hope he stays because you know the Giants have their first round pick, and if he stays, we'll get a higher pick um, because they can't win with him. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, I, he he's not the future coach. Um, I I don't see him sticking in in uh, Chicago past this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone after this game, but um, I don't know what it accomplishes. To be honest with you, I, I you know what I mean. Like I don't I don't know if you're you're trying to inject life in the team or to get into the play. I don't know. Like the wheels will fall off in Chicago. Unfortunately, I just don't see the future. Um, you know, being bright this season. I think it is with their quarterback. I think they have a quarterback that they can rely on. I think, um, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of tricky. Like they need to blow it up, but I don't know what, to what extent with the talent or with the coaching. So um, I just don't understand. I don't know if it would be beneficial to, to get rid of them after Thursday. So, um, Mike, I'm going to come to you in a minute, but I'm, I'm going to flip it on this here. So, Barry clicked on something that I wanted to double-click on and reserve it to you. He said that they have uh, a quarterback of the future. Now, it's been reported that uh, Justin Fields chose not to go back into that game uh, on Sunday. He said that he had her ribs and come to find out that he could have played if he wanted to, but he didn't want to. Um, do you honestly believe that the Chicago Bears have a, a quarterback of the future, regardless whether Matt Nagy's there or not? What's your take on the Chicago Bears? You can go ahead and elaborate on Matt Nagy and his job status if you wanted to. I mean, I didn't hear that, that he could have caught it. I saw him get hurt, and then I saw Dalton come in and throw that uh, that touchdown. To be honest, I think that's an indict. I I think it's it's a bad look for for her uh, not her uh, Fields not to go back in if he could have, but I think it's really kind of like I want to protect my investment and I'm not playing for this guy anymore. I think that's why that's a chain reaction of now Nagy's job really being in question after Thursday. I, I that's kind of where where I see it. I think it's a uh, you know it's it's like. You start with the quarterback and then the, the head coach, right? It's just like that's the, the chain reaction. So um, it's a, it's an interesting point. I think it's very valid, serious. Um, I I I you know I I think you have to give Fields the chance because what you trade you traded a first round pick in this coming draft for him. So I you can't just throw him away after that. If you can. But I mean, I, I don't think it's smart. I, what team? What team um, did that? I think um, Haskins was a was a uh, pick, a quarterback that they drafted, and a year or two later, they got rid of him. It's just you, yeah, it, well, you don't it, see it Haskins, happen Haskins very often, right? Yeah, yeah it, you don't see year, it happen very often. 
Right, exactly. So it's not something you see happen very often. So you better be right. And and you better you better you better be better know what you're doing if you move on from fields. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I'm, I, it just is weird, you know. We we live in yeah. a, a kind of a gladiator contact world sport here, um, and sure. I mean, I, I I don't think we are in a position, especially if, we just, if you're the Chicago Bears, we're talking about protecting your investment, especially when the quarterback situation in the quarterback room kind of uh, behaved in the manner in which it did. It, it was kind of awkward, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, if, if that's initially what, what, what went down. Um, the call-in number is 9, um, 929-477-2759. Uh, i got the next 35 minutes here with your boy uh, Sirius and Barry the Villain. Um one more thing I wanted to talk about, um, and then we can start talking about these games, is actually that very game, the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, Jared Goff is actually trending towards playing. Now, I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, I didn't get a chance to look at too much uh, early slate football on Sunday as I had a, a drumming engagement. You didn't miss Based off you, of what, you didn't miss much. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but based off of what I understand, I, I didn't miss too much. Um, but at Tim Boyle, uh, he struggled in his first start, you know, 77 passing yards, two interceptions uh, with a QBR of 34.1. Um, it seems like the Detroit Lions is damned if they do, damned if they don't. I don't think they, you know, going back to Jared Goff is the answer, especially after um, – the coach kind of, you know, called him out a little bit ago and, and everything took place. And I, what's the answer in Detroit for this season? Like, what do you do? Like, you don't purposely, you know, lose games and try to get draft picks. I don't think Dan Campbell is that type of guy. I don't think the fans mm-hmm. want that to take place. But obviously you got, you know, a handful of games left. I mean, do you throw Jared Goff back in there knowing that he can't move around? Or do you go with Tim Boyle or – you know, I'm not too sure who the emergency quarterback is, but like, what would you do? Play GM for me, just the Detroit Lions. Um, honestly, if he's healthy, you play him. Um, it can't get much worse. But I mean, at this point, you're evaluating, right? You're evaluating talent on all both sides of the ball. I I, I know TP didn't like the draft pick that they had last year, but I like Swell. Uh, what is it, Swell? Right? Um, the 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 tackle from Oregon. I think he's yeah, Sewell. I think he's good, and I think you. It's not a sexy pick, but it's a building block pick, right? So now you got to evaluate what's around him. Um, I don't think golf is a quarterback. I don't think he's a uh, NFL caliber quarterback. Um, but I do think that you you got something in Swift, right? I think the running back situation is good. I think where where you're looking for the Lions, you're looking to build. You you got to get receivers and you got to get a quarterback. Um, I think the Lions are probably – they shouldn't go – I just don't see anybody in the draft series. There's nobody that comes out and stands out to me, especially if the Lions get the number one overall pick. There's nobody that is sexy for me that I would, you know, waste that pick on. I, if I were them, I'd may, maybe trade out of it and, get, you know, get some multiple picks or get the best receiver or get the best talent available. Um, but honestly, I like – um, I, I think you got to like really evaluate what you have. You got a really good tight end. You got a good running back, and you got good a solid lineman that you could start building around. So, I mean, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, when you start talking about you know Penny, so I, I was very big on the pick. Um, I honestly mm-hmm. thought that the Cincinnati Bengals should have drafted him, but that was more for my Steelers. You know, not having to deal with Jamar Chase as much as I do. Um, Right now, according to this mock draft that I'm looking at, again, keep in mind this is right before Thanksgiving, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, um, is slated to, 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 to go there. Um, and, you know, and other than Pickett, who is the sexy pick, I don't see uh, Matt Carroll as a possibility from Old Miss. Um, so, I mean, they're not, they're not sexy picks or whatever it gets to be, but they're somebody who you could potentially build um, you know, build around. I, I know, I know Pickett pretty well, being as though he, he's from he's playing in Pittsburgh, and my team, um, my family is a big Pitt fan, so they talk about him a lot. 
as opposed to me being a Penn State fan. Um, sure. Sorry. Of course, my 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 my. Toyotathon. All right, cool. You know, so go ahead and get yourself a Toyotathon. They're going to be sponsoring us here in a couple of weeks. Um, with that yeah, you look, you, look for, you look for one truck, and then your computer goes crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, babe, we do got a caller in queue. I think that may be uh, Mr. Harden trying to get back in. Why don't you go ahead and let him, yeah, let him absolutely. talk about this, the trip, my yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, you're in. You're in. You're on. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Okay. All right, we so, back. We uh, back. <laughs> Trifecta is so, back. Uh, yeah, we were actually talking about the uh, Detroit Lions, man. What are you thinking on trying to fix them? I, I know you were talking about Nagy earlier. I think somebody's got to be the fall guy. Uh, you know, I wonder about Ryan Freeman, uh, the general manager there, came from the Saints organization. I've been watching him carefully since he got there to kind of see what happened there. But you can't necessarily turn over the whole roster. He may not be the answer. Uh, but I don't know if maybe this injects a little bit of life into this franchise. Um, but I agree. I don't know that he's a long-term answer, but I don't know that he's the uh, the reason why this team is struggling to the point that it is right now either. This team could have had right. Deshaun Martin and right. drafted Mr. Trubisky. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you make a legitimate point there. I mean, this the, this team has – uh, routinely, you know, fumbled the bag, so to speak, at the draft at the draft room. They 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 really um, do not do well in free agency because honestly, no no name big name free agent wants to go there um, and, and play. And you know, their, their biggest claim to fame, you know, Cleo Mack, and he's back again on season ending IR. Um, so again, I, I'm not too sure how you deal with the Chicago Bears, but um, again, I, I don't think Matt Nagy, you know, is there going forward. With that being said, we need, definitely need to talk about these games. Uh, that was, Barry, I will save your game for, for last because I'm sure you want to talk about that. Um, no need. I'm done. Do, I'm good with that. Yeah, we got to see. We got to see. We got to see. But since I do have Mr. Harvey here, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles opened up a can. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't see that coming uh, to the tune of 40 to 29. Um, and everybody who I'm speaking to um, out of, outside of Sports City and on different podcasts and network is saying that um, the sand and the hourglass may be uh, winding down for the Saints this year. Uh, what say you, Mr. Saints fan, as the Philadelphia Eagles get it done? Um, and you guys got a, a rough road ahead of you. So I want you to understand for me as a fan, I, I'm still, first and foremost, I, I love the game. Okay, like you play basketball, you talked about being on both sides of an elbow. I, I love the game and the sport. So in some ways, like, there's no person that's more critical of their team sometimes than I am. Uh, so. I'm not just uh, looking at this through black and gold glasses. So, uh, listen, the Eagles can run the ball. When they decide they want to, the Eagles can really run the ball. They ran the ball really well against the Saints last year. Uh, they they ran the ball with, <clears throat> when they have been at their best this year. They've been able to run the ball, whether it be running backs and or even, I mean, we've seen the quarterback make some plays on the ground as well. So, uh, the Eagles can run. And the Saints defensively, they didn't stand up. But I told you guys, uh, listen, who ever thought I said this way? Man, I miss Jameis Winston uh, right now as far as what we're getting <laughs> with the quarterback position. Like, I, and listen, he wasn't playing great, but he was, he had cut down on the turnovers. Like, you add the fumbles, and he still was double, more than double touchdowns versus turnovers. He was I think it was fourteen touchdowns and three interceptions. We need some steadiness at that quarterback position. I'm willing to go with I'm willing to see if he's healthy enough. I want to see what Taysom Hill has for the rest of the season. You don't have anybody breathing down your neck. You don't have somebody coming along. I don't think I think it's gonna be a disaster, as they say in Spanish. I think it's gonna be a disaster. I don't think it's gonna work. Uh, because I don't think that he can consistently throw the ball enough. I think the kid's got a ton of heart. 
and a ton of athletic ability, and I think he has arm strength. But there's a difference in, in being able to throw the ball hard and being able to get the ball where you need it to go on a regular basis. And I'm not sure that Taysom Hill can do that. And so I think if he does get that chance, though, down the stretch to play the position for the Saints, hey, they probably fall out of playoff contention, and then we see the lesser of the two possibilities of his contract, see what actually comes forth. So, uh, you know, let's, let's see what happens. Uh, Trevor Simeon, who I have affectionately called semi-pro uh, the last few weeks, uh, is now the answer. He, he hurt his hand, so who knows if he could even grip a football and throw it, and it might be a little bit of an improvement if he is in the game. But, listen, the, the problem that the Saints have had has been ineptness offensively. <clears throat> you got turnovers that were cast into points. Uh, defensively, I think they're pretty good. They did struggle against the run this past weekend, but defensively, the Saints have actually over the last couple of years have been better than they ever have been under Sean Payton on the defensive side of the football. Uh, that's not a big thing. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, uh, is the uh, is the sand running down in this hourglass? Yeah, do I think that the you know especially if they get beat Thursday night, like that game against the Bills is huge for both of those teams now. Who knew it would have been that big for the Bills after the way that they really, uh, you know, listen, they've done more than stubbed their toe. They've now sprained their ankle and maybe twisted their knee over the last couple of weeks. So uh, this is a huge yeah, game yeah. and a sense of urgency for both of those teams on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, listen, if the Saints drop this game on Thursday, you can pretty much consider this season pretty much a loss, and then you're continuing to just get film and evaluate guys in live action and live boards are flying because you can't really evaluate guys in preseason. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But this Thursday is huge. I'm not ready to mail it in yet, <clears throat> though I have uh, stuffed the envelope. I've licked it. I've sealed it. <laughs> and i put the stamp on it, but I haven't taken out, put it in the mailbox yet because I'm hoping that I can put it in the shredder right. and at least hold out for another week. So, uh, but no, man, like, I'm, I'm discouraged about the way they stopped the run. I'm discouraged about the ineptness of the offensive position. And all these fans are ready for Drew Brees to retire. You just made this mention earlier. I promise I'm going to cut you off right here. But you just made this mention <laughs> earlier about Roethlisberger. Let's be careful about wishing yeah. these quarterbacks on their way out at the end of their career. Because if you look at it, like, the Steelers were probably best and other guys in the 80s. The Saints for all, their, for all the years of their franchise between Archie and Drew. Like, listen, quarterbacks are few, fall between, hard to come by. They're like true friends. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah, I, I got to jump you, in. I, mean, I got I, – I'm, so, I'm sorry, Sirius. I got to jump in on that. And I, I totally agree with you, Michael. Every New York Giant fan was screaming for Eli Manning to get out of here. They thought he was done. You don't know how, how good you got until he's gone. Like, you don't get what you get in Green Bay – where you get move on from Brett Favre and you get Aaron Rodgers. That doesn't happen very often. You don't get Joe Montana and go to Steve Young. It don't happen very often. So, you know, you. <laughs> I, that's all I got to say. I can't agree with you more, bro. No, I mean, I, I, I'm with you there. And, and the funny thing about it is, like, you mentioned Green Bay, Dylan, and Green Bay is in, in that same predicament now because, you know, Aaron Rodgers' time, and that organization is slowly but surely coming to an end. And, you know, the heir apparent did not look good um, in his start there. So, um, but I definitely want to double click on the Saints real quick again, since we do have a Saints fan in the building. Um, how in the world does Taysom Hill keep getting contract extensions and extensions? Oh, like, he took my I, question. I, I he I, took my question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. Like, for me, man, like, <laughs> he's not the quarterback, so, like, how? how? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. First of all, Taysom Hill is a football player. Like, honestly, like, he, he understands all positions. I don't understand what this is when they've lost some different guys. I, I, I like to think that Nicky Loomis is actually a pretty smart guy now. The salary cap, because of everything last year, that, that ball got lowered, so – you know, they've been kicking the can down the road for years on the salary cap, but it kind of blew up in their face, uh, you know, with the salary cap being lower. And that's why you saw the Saints have to release 
way more guys than they would have liked to when the, when the league year turned this past year, right? Like back in the spring. Uh, the Saints have, have done as good a job as anybody, like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and managing these interest rates so they can make at least everything uh, add up in the books every year. As far as Taysom Hill, like he does a little bit of everything. He's the heart of the team. He can come in and do a, a lot of different things that they need. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing to look at is not the, not the big number, but what's the guaranteed money. So I'm curious to see what he gets paid as this continues to unfold. I think, you know, we – and it's all – it treats you like that because different than any other sport, what's guaranteed, when can these be released, how do these people – you know, how do these contracts end? People say a lot about Taysom Hill's contract before this season, right, at the beginning of the season. How did he get that contract? How did he get it? Because they knew that they could rework it if they had to immediately. So now that contract's completely changed. So the contract that everybody made a big deal of, out of just a couple months ago, is gone, replaced by a new one that a lot of people make a big deal out of. But if he doesn't become the starting quarterback, then what he actually gets paid on that contract becomes a whole lot less. I mean, that's very interesting, you know, when, when you start to dig into the – the, the 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 numbers and the, the wording of the contract it was it was just so awkward that once again you know he just signed his off season on a massive deal and you know he got him to, to to rework that but I will let you rock with that man once again before I forget the calling number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine you got the next fifteen or so minutes here with the chef. Um, Mike, you have something you want to say? Add on to that, or are you want free to move? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I, the reason why they reworked it so soon, honestly, was because, once again, they're kicking that can down in order to give themselves a little more salary cap release and relief over the next couple of years. But, and as I told you guys in the group, the quarterback class is very thin this year, and we don't know what's going to happen as far as how James comes back. If, if Taysom Hill doesn't become their starting quarterback, which I would be willing to go to Vegas and bet's not going to happen, like as far as long term, that guy's not a franchise quarterback. Get out of here. Um, but anyway, if he doesn't become their quarterback, he doesn't get paid that much money. If he does, and I'm wrong, hey, I'll take it. Like Steve Young was a became a starting quarterback late in his career. I understand that like he he had played in other leagues, but hey, yeah, another BYU guy. Who knows? Uh, I I don't think he's that guy. But I, I think that this was completely restructured to give them more solid account to figure out what they need to do moving forward. Yeah, I think they guaranteed right. them less money, right? Um, right, Mike, they guaranteed them less. But, I mean, like, Mickey Loomis that looks like to me like he's, he's not he, – I don't know if he's a GM or if he just stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. You know, like, I'm no expert, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Like, I, I, what are you giving this guy all this money? I don't know, but, you know – Mike, you 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 saved me. I I I agree with you. It does give him relief, but um, yeah. In general, I I don't want to spend too much time in it. Um, I was very disappointed in the Saints. I thought they would make this game closer. Um, but the Eagles, like you said, the Eagles, if they decide to run the ball, it's like when Miles Sanders like had to be the maddest guy in the world when he got hurt and saw them running the football. Like, dude, I get five yards of rip. You can't give me the ball. But when they run the ball. The offense just flows a lot better. It, it takes a lot of pressure off of everybody. So, um, you know, listen, it, that's the formula for them to win. And, and in, in this league, even though there's a lot of passing and numbers, all that stuff, the, it's, it's the basics, right? Serious, run the football, play defense, you're going to win games. Yeah, that, that was missed from my squad on Sunday, but I will deal with that in a minute. Uh, the next game I wanted to talk about um, – was the Buffalo Bills, I mean, my man Mike alluded to it here a minute ago, uh, getting beat um, by the Indianapolis Colts and, and Jonathan Taylor. Um, I mean, I understand we, we, we haven't cut the turkey yet, so it's very uh, irresponsible for us to start making playoff you know, moves and talk about positioning and things of that nature. Um, but again, if there was a must win, in my opinion, for any team going into, uh, this week's games, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think they need to go ahead and, uh, quiet a bunch of, uh, a bunch of noise and getting a win versus, uh, Saints team will do that. But what did you guys think about what you guys saw, um, Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, uh, a, a team that was at home, you know, so, so not only did they get beat like that, they, the, the, the Colts came in there, kicked their door down, and, 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 and what my man said, ate a piece of chicken. 
Yeah, I had John I have Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team. I almost traded him after the first two or three weeks. He was doing nothing. And lo and behold, into week eleven, he is an MVP candidate. Um, he is amazing right now. So um, playing like the best running back in the league. Um, the Colts, you know, right at the ship. Carson Wentz silencing the haters, just being steady. Not, you know, he still makes some stupid plays every now and again. But for the most part, when he's not trying to play hero ball, he's a pretty darn good quarterback, right? Um, the Buffalo Bills, I'm not – I don't believe you. You need more people. Um, they play well against crappy teams. I think they're one in five, uh, five and one against crappy teams. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when they have to play against, what, your Steelers, uh, the Chiefs, uh, the Colts are another good team. They get slapped around. I, the Bills are in trouble. I don't like their running back situation. I think the running backs are two good running backs, but not really solid running. You've got to be able to run the ball in this league. They can't run the ball. They don't get the pressure off of uh, uh, Josh Allen, who got paid a lot of money and is not playing like an MVP candidate. Um, the Bills, if they get it right, they're the best team in the AFC, but I don't see them getting it right because they're not running the football, their defense got slapped around, and they don't play well against good teams. Sorry. So before we, we get out of here, I, I want you guys to pick uh, that game. But, uh, Mike, I'll I, I come to you, man. Y- your thoughts on this Buffalo Bills and after the Colts game on Sunday, man? Jonathan Taylor. That's all I can say. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I was wrong. I, I, I thought they would write the shit. The Buffalo Bills have been a disappointment. Uh you know, Stephon Diggs has not been what he was a year ago. Uh, you know, they they got Emmanuel Sanders. They got other weapons. Josh Allen has still got to continue to progress. Like, he had a really good year last year. But, like, uh, you know, you got to show me sustained success because uh, otherwise you're still a cowboy from Wyoming that hasn't uh, earned your spurs in the NFL. So I'll go with that. Also, you know, the running game is, is you're right. Could you use a star there? Yes. But even if you have some, some adequate guys there, you know, the, the league has turned into a thing where you don't have to have a star at the running back position to excel in the NFL. But the Bills still have holes, not like Swiss cheese like they did a few years ago. They're much better. But listen, I mean, after week 11, they're not in first place anymore in the AFC East. Nobody really saw that coming. So we'll see what the Bills can do can do Thursday night. Um, against a team, like I said before, that is having trouble offensively. But I think the Bills have gotten exposed, man, like over the last two or three weeks. I think they've gotten exposed. But just like what you see in professional sports and in all kinds of leagues, like it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you adjust. So can they adjust to this? Can they plug some of these holes as uh, as these last few weeks unfold? Or did they get exposed enough where they let enough water in to sink the ship? We'll find out. Very well said. Very well said. My opinion is, is like this. Um, I, I, I think the Bills are in trouble um, because, in my opinion, if you can't run the football um, in, in this league, especially as we get into November, December, January football um you can't have your quarterback being your leading rusher. That that that's a recipe for disaster. And come playoff time, that's not going to get it done. Uh, final game I, I I will get into before um, we get out of here. Uh, the Sunday night game. I, I wasn't going to talk about it, but you know, no, 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 seriously, no, no, no. We 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 can talk. I, I about, we got to talk, talk about, about the Cowboys. We got to talk about the Cowboys. Come on now. You know what? You know what? Here we go. Here we go. You know, see, and, and, and this is why I like you every once in a while. I, 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 I put up with you every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? But you, let's talk about it. The, the, the game of the week, sort of, the Dallas Cowboys go on the road to Arrowhead and uh, play the Kansas City Chiefs and manage to put up nine points. Um, and it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs are, are, are back. 
Um, we, we heard Cam Newton scream it, you know, two weeks ago um, when he scored, and the Kansas City Chiefs are, are saying it loud and proud now. Um, their defense is playing significantly better. Um, they're scoring the ball. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing hero ball, so to speak. He's pretty much checking it down and taking what the defense is giving him. Um, you know, he's getting contributions from all of his eligibles. Kelsey went off uh, for 77. I know Kelsey went off for 74. Tyree Kill went off for 77. Um, they're running the football. They get quiet. That was Elair back. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys, man? Obviously, Barry, you wanted to jump at it, so we'll go to you first. What are your thoughts? First of all, um... <laughs> I know. <laughs> ah, man, I love it. Uh, lost two of their last three. Um, I love it. I love it. Listen, whatever you thought was true about the Cowboys is not. They're a good team, but you know what? They had no game plan. They had no answer for the Chiefs. They got punched in the mouth, and they did nothing about it. That's what bothered me about um, that game. Um, They had no answer. Um, I think, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he did not play well. It it was basically – it was basically they had a game plan and he tried to do too much and and just couldn't lift his team. I think the boy wonder offensive coordinator Kellen Allen uh Winslow uh, Moore, Kellen Moore I mean sorry Kellen Moore the 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 yeah. you know the genie's out the bottle. He's listen this ain't Madden. You don't throw the ball all game. Run the freaking football. It's ridiculous. Um he has no game plan when, when things are not going right. Um, he got exposed, too. Uh, the defense actually played well. Kansas City didn't have a great game. Mahomes didn't play his best game. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys had no answer. They got punched in the mouth. They need to bounce back quickly in this Thursday night uh, Thursday game again, um, on, on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys was a team that kind of got exposed a little bit. Um, so uh, before we get out of here, Mike, I definitely want to get your opinion on it, you know, on the Dallas Cowboys situation. Uh, let me know what your thoughts, man. I think you're still on mute. No, yeah, I'm you're probably on mute, Mike. Uh, okay. No, look, okay. I told you guys. I told you guys on Sunday, we did the podcast on Sunday morning uh, on the brunch and uh, Easy e out in Colorado and uh, I last picked uh, the Cowboys in this game and the very first thing I said when I spoke up was I could not disagree with you more. I thought the Chiefs were starting to figure it out a little bit uh, defensively. De- Listen, for all, as, ba- as many times as people said that Chiefs defense did not look good all year long, they looked pretty good this past Sunday. And Dak Prescott, who is a very good quarterback, I'm not willing to call him one of the better quarterbacks in the league yet. I'm not sure that he's risen to that status. And I think if he wore a different uniform besides the one with the star on the back, I'm not sure that we'd be calling him that, that good. I could be wrong. Uh, but I, I think if he shows flashes, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen consistency over a long period of time yet from Dak. I love Dak Prescott, right? I like the story. I like where it came from. Like we part of the same part of the country or whatever. So I, I love Dak Prescott, but I don't think he's evolved into being one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I haven't seen that consistency, and we just saw part of why. Now, he's better than the other quarterback I made fun of a little bit earlier in the show. But, uh, listen, the, the Chiefs are, were the better team on paper. They were the better team on the field, and they were the better team on the scoreboard this past Sunday. And as many times as I've kind of uh, jokingly made fun of myself and said, I, you know, I, I made these picks or, you know, the NFL shows you that we don't know if there's much as we thought, I can confidently say, I got this one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me I, you know, and – Go ahead, go No, real quick, I think – I think we got to be fair to Prescott. If we can say the Giants didn't have a good look with Daniel Jones, Prescott didn't have Cooper. He didn't have uh, t- Taylor. The offense is much different when his, his tackle, Taylor, uh, not to, uh, uh, Tyron uh, Smith, is on the field. So um, I think we got to be fair in that regard. I think Lamb left uh, in the second, 
second quarter or late second quarter with the concussion. So um, he didn't have a lot of weapons to go with. That's why I felt like you couldn't just start throwing the ball, even though you're behind, run the ball. You know, you got two really good running backs. So um, I, I, I lay this on the coaching. I think the coach, they got out coached. See, and, and, and that's honestly what I was going to say. Um, I, I, again, you know, Keller Moore and, and, and Mike McCarthy really, in my opinion, got a coach here. I really felt as though uh, Andy Reid formulated the game plan, and even though, you know, Patrick Mahomes wasn't sleeping it all over the yard, they stayed true to themselves, and they were able to run the football and, and kind of mitigate, um, you know, what defense was, was, was being played. Let's keep it a buck. The Dallas Cowboys defense played exceptionally well. Michael Parsons is as good as advertising. He was forcing, forcing sacks and, you know, turnovers. And, you know, they, they, they came to play there. Um, and it really looked like at, at any moment, and it kind of, it's kind of weird when you said it, but it felt like at any moment the Dallas Cowboys would, would figure it out and, 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 you know, score a touchdown and <clears throat> make this into a, a, a much tighter margin. Um, but they never did take place. And I understand that you as a Giants fan are, are wanting to laugh at, 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 at their demise. Um, be careful. Be, be careful because this is a team that you see uh, coming up down the pike. And um, I, I do believe that um, they may have something for you. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to Who that cares? That. I, I listen to Cowboys. I hate Cowboy fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Trust me, I get it. That, it, 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 it's like me and the Ravens. It's like me and the Ravens fans, you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, we got about two and a half minutes left. I definitely wanted to give everybody enough time uh, to get their plugs and close out in um, before we get out of here. You know, Mike, <coughs> excuse me, thanks for calling in, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a close on anything right there. Hold as we shut it down here. At the at the wrap up show. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me. I, I plan to keep uh, stopping by with you and become more of a regular as we got a few weeks to close out the football season. But definitely, uh, uh, seriously, over there with me and uh, you guys know TP and everybody. So check us out. We got the brunch on Sunday mornings. We got the cookout on Wednesday nights. I guess not this week because of the holiday, but also the barbershop on Clubhouse. Got some cool merchandise over there and some good followers. We're almost to three thousand. Got a big cash giveaway going. We get to three thousand to. Uh, Come check out what's going on. Lots of different, uh, lots of different content continuing to expand over there, and we also got merchandise and sports city chefs. And I'm proud to be a part of this group. Much love to TP. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. And all love and respect to you two fellows tonight. Uh, the good one and serious man. Every time I get to share space with you guys, I enjoy you more and more. I feel like we're continuing to grow and build a bond. And thank you guys for letting me wear the apron and uh, join you guys as a chef. Man, it's such a pleasure, man, kicking in with you on a regular basis on, on both platforms, man. Much salute to you and yours as, as you celebrate the holidays, man. Be safe out there and uh, eat a bunch of stuff, man. And we, we'll, we'll talk about it on the, on, the, on the brunch on Sunday. Man, villain, um, my guy, um, I hate your gut, but it looks like the, 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 the Knicks are going to win this ball game. Like, I just want to – like, it, it brings me great joy to see you in pain. So the fact that the Giants got shellacked the way they did yesterday and the Knicks, you know, were were, 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 were nicking was going to make me happy. But with that being said, man, Villain, go ahead and give us a plug and a close out as we get out of here, my guy. I mean, Sirius loves me. He, 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 he talks to me every day. He, he has to know what I'm doing, how I'm feeling. He doesn't hate me. He, he really doesn't. He loves, he loves me. He knows – Uncle Villain takes care of Malik. Um, you know, listen, listen, sportscitychefs.com, the website, the interviews, the blogs, we're doing a lot of big things. Um, we, we won't have a show tomorrow, um, Turkey Day uh, festivities, but we'll be back on the brunch. Like uh, Mike said, we'll have the, co- the cookout. We'll have the NFL free-for-all on next Tuesday. We'll have the crossover cafe with um, probably with myself and looking for some co-hosts. So, Mike, holla at me. Listen, I love you both. Uh, have a, a safe and blessed holiday um, this coming up. Enjoy your family. Hug them tight. Um, it's a great time to, to get around family. Hopefully with um, the pandemic we can get a little bit more family together. So, um, you know, hug your family. Enjoy each other. Um, and be back uh, next week. Love you guys. Peace.
With that being said, man, it's your boy Sears repping that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the NFL Wrap-Up Show, man. Get, like everybody alluded to, check out the blogs, the merchandise, and everything. Uh, with that being said, man, happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at Sports City, man. Enjoy the time with your family and loved ones. And remember, uh, hugs and close ones tight, man, because tomorrow's all not promised. And with that being said, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.